fan text line. Hit me there. Love it. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Big happenings, big day. Lots of shake-up in Steelerville. If you're just waking up uh, or you haven't heard today, Matt Canada has been uh, sent away, right? I don't know where, but he's just been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinators, as an offensive coordinator, excuse me, the offensive coordinator, and the man, one of the men who uh, covered all of this, Mike DeFabo from The Athletic, joins right now. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, let me – well, thank you for taking the time to join me on this Tuesday night. I'm, I, my nights are all screwed up, and I'll tell you why. My vacation starts when this show's over, so it kind of seems like a Friday. could be a Thursday. It's only a Tuesday. It's just – it's weird this time of year. All the days run together. You know what I mean? Colin, I'm right there with you. As a matter of fact, I printed in the athletic that today was Wednesday, and so we had to issue a retraction that today is, in fact – Tuesday, so I apologize for reporting that news inaccurately. Let me pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today or whatever. Um, so let me get to this. Do you believe that Mike Tomlin unilaterally uh, was the man who fired Matt Canada, like he said in his news conference? You know, I find it interesting because I have to take the man at his word. Nobody behind the scenes has told me this is wrong, this is different, and I'm the kind of reporter that I tend to believe people when they tell me stuff. At the same time, I remember last year I was reporting a story about Minka Fitzpatrick, and in a very benign way, I asked him how much he had to do with the decision to trade for Minka. And he, like, bristled at this, got angry with me, and said, it's a Steelers decision. Everything's a Steelers decision. So to go from saying everything's a Steelers decision, we always make uh, decisions as a team and, like, present this united front at all times, and then to suddenly shift and say, it was me, I made the decision – I don't know what motivation he would have for that. Uh, so I, I guess that's what is interesting. But it was just kind of, to me, seemed like, if nothing else, if it was just Mike Tomlin, a shift in philosophy from an organization that I always believed it was a three-pronged decision-making process between Art Rooney, the GM, and the coach. Well, I was told that it was Brandon Hunt who really pushed for trading uh, for Minka, and that was a really big deal to him, and he was the guy banging the table. Also, in terms of you take somebody for what they're worth, didn't Mike Tomlin admit a few press conferences ago he lies to the media just to get him out of his hair sometimes? Yeah, that's true, too. He, he came up with the word mojo, and then when we asked him, kept asking about mojo, he was like, all right, guys, just stop. I just said that to shut you up. So, I mean, that's where things had gotten with the offense, though, mm-hmm. was, you know, we, w- we would sit there in these press conferences, and something Mike Tomlin literally said that came out of his mouth was that the defense didn't produce enough turnovers that, res- that were on the opposite side of the field or were close enough to scoring. So, you know, He's sitting there, he's this coach that says we don't seek comfort, yet he's really covering and providing comfort and, and, and protection for the offense and instead criticizing the defense. So this was long overdue. And no matter who did it, no matter why, no matter when, this needed to be done, and they finally ripped the Band-Aid off and fired Matt Canada. Is the ground underneath Kenny Pickett's feet shakier or sturdier right now? Boy, uh, you could really argue both ways. I mean, if Matt Canada was such a problem and anybody in the world is better than him, then you would expect better results. You know, I, I think that this puts Kenny in a bad situation because, for, for one, his human shield is gone. His built-in excuse that it's all Matt Canada's fault is gone, and now it's falling all on him. And, and he's inevitably going to be the next person that people start asking questions about how long they should be here. Um, but then in addition, you know, 
what kind of position is this for him to have success that you've taken uh, a playbook that was ineffective and didn't work. Now that guy's out the building and you've got Mike Sullivan calling the plays and, you know, just a bit of history in 2017, there's some history of this Ben McAdoo through the first five games of the season. Mike Sullivan was the OC Ben McAdoo is the play calling head coach. They were the fifth worst offense in the league. They were averaging 16 points per game. Ben McAdoo decided something's got to change. I'm giving play calling responsibility to Mike Sullivan. From week six until the end of the season, they went from the fifth worst offense in the league to the worst. Yeah, didn't I read that uh, the 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 what the people said was a lot of the uh, kind of route trees and things like that were just straight down the field, and that was the big criticism with Sullivan. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know a ton about it, other than what did work was they ran the ball more effectively. And so I think that that's something that they're going to do. I think that they're going to lean into this identity even more as a team that wants to run the football, shorten games, win with defense. Will it work? I don't know. I think they can get to the playoffs with that model, but I you know, find a hard time believing that they're going to win a playoff game like that. I keep hearing, tell me, I could be crazy, but I keep hearing from people inside that building and outside that building, but what – what makes me perk up a little bit is when I hear from people inside that building that Glenn Thomas has a much more uh, deeper impact on the offense than anybody would think. Yeah, that's always been a bit of the, the question is like, why is this guy here and how much of a role does he have? You know, he was in the booth with Matt Canada sitting right next to him in a lot of instances. So, you know, maybe that is an heir apparent, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like all these same coaches were involved in the game planning. It wasn't just Matt Canada. It was all of the offensive coaches were in charge of the game planning and it didn't work. So, you know, removing, you know, cutting off the head of the snake, does that make it better? Or, you know, is that going to improve it or not? What happens this weekend in Cincinnati? Do the Steelers look different at all? Or if you just look out there at the football field, Mike, do you think, well, you really can't tell a difference on offense anyway? You know, I think it's going to be another low-scoring rock fight type game. I think that the Steelers are going to get a jolt of adrenaline from this firing, and the offensive players are going to play with passion. And for that reason, I think the Steelers are going to win. But I am not expecting um, some kind of great transformation. Like, I still have my doubts about Kenny Pickett. And just because there's a different person in his ear, I do not believe that that's going to correct the fact that He's the second most inaccurate quarterback in the league and that he's missing wide open receivers and that, you know, he's, he's throwing conservatively and not taking deep shots or not throwing in the middle of the field. I don't think any of those things are going to change just because Mike Sullivan's call, or calling the plays and Eddie Faulkner is coordinating the offense instead of Matt Canada. Mike DeFabo from The Athletic joining right here on The Fan. Tell me about Jalen Warren's role moving forward. That stays the same? Man, I hope that it increases. Like, I don't know how Jalen Warren led the league in rushing with 129 yards and only got nine carries. And I know what some people are listening going to say. They're going to say, well, 74 of that was on one carry. Well, yeah, yeah exactly good. He had a 74-yard run. How the hell do you take that away from him? Right. That's like <laughs> saying, you know, Barry Bonds, you know, if you take out all his home runs, was he really that good? Um <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why you give him the ball more than nine times, because who would have known if you gave him the ball a tenth time if he would have taken that one for a touchdown? Don't crit- don't fault it the guy and don't hold it against the guy that he has the home run hitting capability. So I'd like to see that expand. I'd like to see him get a, a bigger workload because I think he's earned it. And 
you know, when guys in the locker room see somebody produce and they don't get rewarded because they're not a first-round draft pick, I think that sends the wrong message to players. You know, they all got to the league. They're all NFL players. The best players should get the most carries. How frustrated is George Pickens? I'm probably today pretty happy. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that there's frustration. I think that was part of this decision-making process. I truly in my heart do, even though Mike Tomlin um, kind of deflected that question. You know, I think Najee Harris was at the end of his rope. And I think that he, you know, he came out on Sunday after the game saying, we can't keep winning like this. Like, this is the NFL. Uh, this doesn't work. Um, and I think that Mike Tomlin risked losing the locker room if he didn't make this move. I think that we've already seen dysfunction. We've already seen frustration bubbling over. And if you take Najee Harris at his word, he said that's just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, more has been going on like that behind the scenes that we don't even see. So, like, to avoid this team an absolute rebellion and all the players just kind of quitting on the season, I think they had to make this move. Even if it doesn't produce better results, it may keep this team together. Are Najee Harris's words cryptic post-game anymore, or was he talking about Matt Canada? I think he's talking about the whole operation. Uh-huh. I, Expound I on that for me. I, I believe, you know, when I see George Pickens not celebrating with his teammate after he scores the game-winning touchdown – I can only interpret that as a player who's not a team first player. And I, I think that there's instances where guys are more concerned with their individual accolades than they are the team success. Um, I also think that they are just fed up and frustrated. Like to a man, every offensive player has underperformed with Matt Canada calling like as a coach, um, every single one of them from first round pick Najee Harris, to first round pick Kenny Pickett, um, you know, George Pickens has not had the year we expected Every single one of them has underperformed, and I think because of that, they're looking for somebody to blame and somebody who's the reason for the problem. Now they've removed that scapegoat, so now you know it's time for them to kind of step up and prove that that was the problem and that they're better players than what their stats suggest. Give me a percent chance and your reasoning as to if they could just roll over the offensive coordinatorship to Eddie Faulkner next year. You mean in terms of if I think they will? Or? Yes. What would it, what what percentage would you give that as a chance, and what reasoning would you give for or against it? I would give it maybe five percent of a chance, and the reason I would give it that much of a chance is just because the Steelers are an organization that loves to promote from within. They love their own guys. They love the known commodity. They love the guy that the phone number is already in their favorites and they don't have to change that when they hire somebody new. That's the way that they do business and that's completely wrong and that has to change. And I hope that this whole mess that was Matt Canada hiring somebody that was painfully underqualified and um, allowing him to go on way longer than any reasonable person would have done teaches them a lesson that this is 2023. You know, you don't just hire your buddy anymore. You don't just hire your friend. You have to hire the best man. These are supposedly the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is supposedly a marquee organization. This should be the type of franchise that people want to work for. And the people are willing to even work for less. So the Steelers, what they should do is not hire uh, somebody because they know them. They need to go out and get the absolute best man for the job or woman. Um, and, and somebody that has done it before. Because the biggest issue right now is Matt Canada never proved that he could be an NFL play caller. 
Kenny Pickett has never shown that he can be a consistent NFL quarterback. You've got the blind leading the blind. You need to eliminate one variable and have somebody who's done it before, who's had success so that you could truly evaluate Kenny Pickett. Otherwise, you're just guessing whether this guy is the guy or if it's the coordinator's fault. Last thing before I let you go, should Mike Tomlin be criticized more for re-upping Matt Canada going into this year? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, I tweeted it this morning, but uh, like when we asked him about the decision and when he would make the decision about retaining Matt Canada, he said, we're not worried about the Joneses. We have a business model that we believe in. Um, You know, I think it's time to start worrying about the Joneses. Um, You know, how about you start looking at what other teams are doing to have success and try to model yourself after them? Because there was a point in time when teams modeled themselves after the Steelers. But those times are past. And especially when it comes to offense, the Steelers need to get with the times. They need to hire somebody who can actually do the job. Yeah, I think of Houston. Houston beat him with a rookie uh, coordinator, a rookie head coach, and a rookie quarterback this year and beat him good, you know? Yep, absolutely, Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, this is going to put a lot of pressure on Kenny Pickett, though. Like, all of his inaccuracies and all of his issues are going to come to the forefront now without Matt Kinda there to take the blame. All right. Perfect. Mike, I thank you so very much. I appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining, as always, Mike DeFabo from The Athletic. Check out his stuff there. What he said at the very end, let's springboard it into the next discussion. Does this put the pressure on or take the pressure off of Kenny Pickett? See, in a way, I think it takes it off some. I think they say, hey, we picked you over Canada. Now, just go out and be free, and then we'll go into next year, and then we'll kind of figure it out. Am I wrong on that? Am I right on that? Let's discuss. 412-928-9370. By the way, Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. So is this good or bad for Kenny Pickett? I'll take your calls next. 412-928-9370. Bunch of people on hold. Stay on hold. I'll get to you. One thing that we still haven't, I don't know if we've come to a determination on from last night's show. Was this Mark Caboli who was trying to pull one over on Andrew? He called now about, I don't know if it was him or not, but somebody called about 27 hours ago now, and this was them. Here is another Andrew on the fan. Hello, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I was I was wondering. I was hearing all the conversation. I agree with mostly what you guys are saying. But one thing I, I didn't hear come up is they, they when they run the ball like they do, why don't they ever try to play action? Play action could loosen up that pass rush. If the pass rush won't be as bad, if they can get the play action going, they can maybe get some shots down the field or down into the middle of the field. Because when you're running the ball like yeah, a determination, 412-928-9370. Now that we've had a full day to let that fester, was that Kaboli playing a prank or wasn't it? I lean towards no, but only 51% no, 49% yes. Melvin's in Braddock. Hi, Melvin. How are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Um, I'm good. This is word. Um yeah, I just wanted to like talk about the, the Matt Canada firing. Like, I mean, it's great and all. I'm just like a little worried still because Kenny Pickett hasn't looked looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm worried that they're still going to be super conservative. Like, am am I wrong for worrying that, or I just think they should just let the reins go, let him do what he do. If he a cook, he can't. I well, first of all, you know I, mean? I don't think he's ever going to be. 
Like, this is just my opinion. I don't think he's a great quarterback or he ever has the capacity to be a great quarterback in the NFL. But I would bring in somebody who would at least try to put him in that position to start next year. You're not going to get him now. And if he can't do it, then you bring in a quarterback who will let it fly and open it up some. Yeah, because, I mean, that's I, I feel the same way. I never thought he was a great quarterback coming out. Like, I was one of the guys that was content with them not drafting a quarterback last season and just seeing what happens. If we have a stinking season and um, come out with a high draft pick and get a, a quarterback, that's where I was at last season. Well, yeah, Melvin. Like, like the, what is it, 25 games or whatever? I, I, I think that the Steelers, if they would have played Mason Rudolph that whole time, they'd have right around the same record if not the same record, that's where they would be. But looking at this situation with Kenny Pickett right now, I Mike DeFabo and I disagree on this. He thinks it's very shaky now for Kenny Pickett. Like he needs to prove some more things now going into the rest of the year. See, I think Kenny Pickett could do anything because the Steelers won't fully move over to really putting the screws to somebody. They'll still have that Steeler way, and they'll still kind of coddle him some. So he could have a terrible season the rest of the season. And when it gets into the offseason, they'll say, wow, you know, he went through offensive coordinator strife. Well, he had to get accustomed to a bunch of different things. Well, this, well, that will give him a shot to start 2024. I I think today marks Kenny Pickett. uh, Kenny Pickett is marked safe from being released or from not starting 2024. He is totally going to do that now. Tony's in the car. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing, guys? It's one guy, and I'm great. Okay, well, first off, love the show. Uh-huh. But what I want to say is all these players want to play for Mike Tomlin, but you don't hear no coaches that want to go coach with Mike Tomlin, and you don't see too many of his coaches underneath of him that turn up as successful coaches elsewhere. I, I think there's a there's a problem there. I think maybe he has an ego or yes, Tony. I don't know. I'm just, uh, yeah, this is something we've talked about comprehensively, Tony. I, I think you might be right. Yeah, he it don't seem like there's any progression from any of his coaches. I mean, look at Belichick. He's been in the league for 17 years. He's had a winning season every year, but he has no coach under him other than Bruce Arians, who was already there mm-hmm. to go go on successfully. Right. So I don't know. Maybe Tomlin may be the problem. Well, yeah, Tomlin's a Tomlin is very much a problem, right? And Tomlin is going to skate out. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Mike Tomlin will skate from being the problem because he'll make this team nine and eight, and they, the national media, will say how Tomlin was hamstrung and held back by a terrible offensive coordinator. But they won't tell the full story that he hired him and re-upped him. They'll just say he had a terrible offensive coordinator. They'll act like Matt Canada got teleported into the Steelers' offices and was made to work there. The national media won't tell you that Mike Tomlin hired him and re-upped him. And then what will happen is Tomlin will escape the reality there's a big part of the problem because it'll be looked at like he held it together this year. Wow, he still never had a losing season. We look at it locally correct we do sometimes you could be local and look at things and be too close to it to be correct in this instance we're right the last 13 years haven't been good enough 
And at some point, the walls need to close in a little bit. And this is a prime opportunity for Art II to close in those walls just a little bit. Just a little bit and say, yes, what I'm doing now is I'm taking some of your power away from you. I'm going to make the hire for you. DK's in South Hills. Hi, DK. Hey, Colin, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, I got to say, first and foremost, I, I miss the hell out of a haiku in the morning. I'm an early type of guy, and uh, those morning uh, haikus that you would always throw out were, were always, you know, setting for the day. So, well, they got you going, yes. Uh, just th- yeah, just throwing that out there. Um, lastly, uh, so the, the, the whole Canada's transfer, et cetera, we have one guy to – one guy to uh, thank for that, and that's Presley Harvin. Why? Because he yeah, had a twenty-five-yard the... punt when he didn't have when he could have had a better one. We we couldn't flip the field. Uh, I feel like if if we uh, had Presley Harvin from maybe weeks uh, prior, we won that game, and we're still stuck with uh, Mister Canada. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, let's uh, let's give a little toast to uh, Presley and maybe booting to the sidelines and uh, giving us a, a win at the end of the day with uh, Canada being out. Yeah, he certainly didn't do his job very well. And, you know, this is the thing, too, that's really interesting. And you talk about – and it does parlay into and, and dovetail into something that is a true discussion. Presley Arvin has been terrible, or at least terribly up and down, on a yo-yo as Steelers punter. But if Mike Tomlin won't get rid of the punter, he ain't getting rid of the quarterback, at least if it's his decision, right? You think punters are the most expendable people in the National Football League. There are punters. I turn on TV. I watch TV. I watch football all day Sunday. There's some. They could give a fictitious made-up name and a school, right? Northeast Baptist Tech. Here's Joe Gutierrez. He's punting. And I'll go, okay, fine. When they pick him up? Midweek, Tuesday. They worked him out. Yes, okay. Where was he last year? Oh, he's punted for six different teams. Oh, Gutierrez has? Oh, okay. They they change those guys all the time. You have one bad game, you're gone. And Mike Tomlin has stuck by Presley Harvin through thick and thin and way longer than he should have, which is an indicator of what he's going to do with the quarterback. He ain't getting rid of the quarterback. Let's go to Jason. Jason's in the car. Hi, Jason. Yeah, I got a question for you, Jay. I'm just kind of wondering where you're at. Change those guys earlier. Earlier in the uh, evening here, there was a point brought up. Your phone's all messed up. You can uh, you can call back. Tom's in the hill. What's up, Tom? Hello. Yes, Tom, you're on the uh, you're on the fan. It's Sean from the Hill, actually. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. No problem. Hey, I want to say you are absolutely correct. You're the only person on this station that I listen to. That's what he's talking about. If good quarterback at all, he will be a second string quarterback. I'm glad, uh, but it starts from there. That's where it starts from. But Kenny Pickett is not a good quarterback. I tell people about all the time. Another thing is, Mike Tomlin is not a good coach. Every time somebody says a winning record, what does that mean? That means 
nothing. If you don't go to the playoffs and you don't go to the Super Bowl, that means nothing. You have a winning record. Yeah, we can't lose sight of, and I thank you for the kind words, we can't lose sight of in all of this, right? And especially the offensive coordinator firing, with some people throwing parties all about that. And again, that's not my style. I'm not going to dance on the guy's grave. I'm happy that the Steelers have moved on, right? But with some people throwing parties about this and acting like this is the best day since the Steelers drafted Mean Joe Green, don't lose sight of this. No matter what the circumstances were or are this year, it's still a failure if they don't win a playoff game. It is still a failure, and that is on Mike Tomlin's shoulders. Don't let this sidetrack you from that. Whenever the season started and St. Vincent turned in the south side, which turned into the games at the stadium, everybody said it was playoffs or bust. Win at least a playoff game or it's a failure. Shouldn't back up on that now because it feels like to a lot of people a day of jubilation today. Your call's next, 412-928-9370 here on The Fan. I don't know. I just keep the big picture in focus. And so, and plus, like, Matt Canada, he's a human. He stunk at his job as offensive coordinator. And, yeah, it was okay that he got fired. I wanted him to get fired. But I'm not going to shout and yell and scream. That just seems a bit overboard to me. Everybody has their own way of dealing with situations. But when I heard that news today, I didn't, like, jump off my couch and yell and scream. And, again, I think some of it, too, with people in our medium, some people have turned into actors. Like, I'm just always me. There's never any shtick. It's just, like, however I say things or if people ask me about a topic, it's the same exact way that I talk to my neighbor about it. There's no, I'm on when I'm on the air and I'm different when I'm off the air. It's just how I am. So I'm not that kind of guy that's going to jump up and down and yell and scream. I root for the Steelers just harder than anybody out there. But when it happened today, I went, okay, good. It's a good thing for the Steelers moving forward. And almost immediately, like there's no period of celebration today, and then we'll get to the rest of the story tomorrow. Like there's no grace period on it. It was almost immediately for me, well, okay. But in the big picture, let's not lose this. They got to win a playoff game. They haven't been winning playoff games. The last 13 years, they've thoroughly underwhelmed. And if they don't win a playoff game this year, at least win a playoff game this year, I don't want it sold to me like, well, we had an offensive coordinator transition, or well, we've had a lot of, we've had turnover, or Kenny's just growing, and then he had to get used to someone else, and then he'll have to get used to someone else. No, 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 no. These are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are. And the expectation, no matter what the components are, no matter what the variables are, is to win playoff games. While firing Matt Canada might set you on a track for more positivity, that's still micro stuff. It really is. It's micro stuff. Win playoff games. Seriously, win playoff games. Sharon's in Swickley. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Colin. Good to talk to you. It's better to talk to you. How are you? I'm okay. I kind of agree with you. I, I'm not that excited that he's gone. I'm glad he's gone because he was terrible. But um, I have two comments for you. One is I think the pressure on Kenny should increase because he's a NHL or sorry NFL player, mm-hmm. and the team has been very underwhelming for the past four months. 
Um, and he should, if he's being t- talked about on national broadcasts and national commentaries that they can't stand to watch us, that's pretty sad. Um, so yes, it's an ugly, it's an ugly offensive brand of football, Sharon. I think that everybody would agree to that. Terrible. So I think the pressure should be greater on him. That's my first comment. My second comment is I don't think this is coming from Tomlin. Uh, when he said, this is my decision and blah, blah, blah. I think it's way above him, Rooney's or the part owners or whoever, but, um, Tomlin probably would never have fired him. I don't think Tomlin will make the decision to get rid of Kenny either. Um, I think because we're so pathetic this year, it's come from the owners. And if we don't improve how we are performing, uh, maybe he's going to go. Well, I can tell you how, and thank you for the call. I can tell you how I think it went. Now, keep this in mind. Matt Canada showed up for work today. Okay? I don't know if everybody knows that. But Matt Canner was on the south side today. Art the second and what I know I, what I know about him and know people close to him. Art the second is not the kind of guy who would fire somebody over a text or an email or a phone call. He's just not. No matter what you think about Art the second and the way he owns this football team and runs it, uh, he's a thoroughly good man. He is. I don't know if Mike Tomlin would do the same thing. I don't know about his leadership. I, I don't. I don't know if he would fire somebody over text or over uh, voicemail or over an email. But I do know that Art II wouldn't. Matt Canada showed up today to start to install the game plan for Cincinnati. He was told his services were no longer needed. That screams to me that he was done last night. But Art is the kind of person that would tell you face-to-face, okay? He's that old school. He's that guy. He's, again, no matter what people think of him, he's that much of a gentleman. That's how he operates. I'm not speaking to Mike Tomlin or not. I think it went down where Art made the decision and said, we just got to end this. We have to. But, Mike, you can own that decision. You're the coach of the football team. Whenever you go out there for your media conference or whatever, that's fine. You tell them what you want to tell them. But make no mistake, Art II stepped in and made this happen. But he is not going to have a news conference. He's not Jerry Jones. He's not Mark Cuban. He's not somebody who operates like that. He is just part of the team. And he told Mike Tomlin, Go ahead and not spin it how you want, but you're the football coach. You meet the media every week. You tell them we came to the decision to fire him. Phrase that however you like. I do think that Mike Tomlin took it a little bit far in acting like no one else was involved in the process. But it's real curious to me that Matt Canada showed up for work today. It really is expecting to work. That's the very curious part. JC's in California. Hi, JC. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to mention a few things. Big Steeler fan. I live here in California. I was just in Vegas. You know they're favored. And I know this isn't a gambling show. This is a Steeler show. and I'm a huge Steeler fan. But they're favored for the rest of the year. In every game they play for the rest of the year moving forward, they're the favorite team. Were they so, favored against I mean, Houston this year? Yeah. 
Yes, they were. were like, they... I didn't say it was a guarantee, and, but they were dogs this week against Cleveland. Nobody mentioned that. They were three-point dogs. And uh, so, you know, they, they're pretty accurate. They, they're playing with money. I know we are concerned about the coordinator and Kenny and all this other stuff. But people who do this for money think they're a little better than I think people are letting on. And, uh, you know, I think I think they can make a run. I'm good. They had to make the change, I agree. But, uh, you know, I think they can make a run. This is a good football team, all, all 52 guys, not just one quarterback, one coordinator. I don't think they're good. I think they're average. They're, you know, when that defense they're third in the high, division right now. Playing. They're third in the division right now. Yeah, but two games back, you pick up a win, you're right where you want to be. And you just make a run. That's just I just see it different. I you follow sports real close. I follow it too. Teams get hot real fast. They get on a roll. Sometimes when you fire the manager or you fire the coach, the team picks up. What if they go on a three game, four game roll right now? They're what right if they, they don't? Be. That's the show. That's why you have a talk show. Right. But, but let me ask you this: What thing. gives you the indication that the outside of a firing today, which a guy who okay. was emasculated for the most part anyway when they put him down on the field. What? Sure. Tell me your indicators where the arrow's pointing up for the offense, where you think they're going to okay, go they, a three- or four-game run. They get Firemuth back. They have guys calling plays. They're going to use the middle of the field more. They're going to use the tight end more. The running game put 205 on the ground. How do you if know you these guys are going to use the middle of the field more if they're guys that were henchmen for Matt Canada? I don't – well, the whole reason – if. We fired somebody, so you will do something different. If you're going to do the exact same thing, why did we fire somebody? So we're bringing you in to do things different. The last offensive so coordinator I'm, didn't use the middle of the field, and then they, then they hired Matt Canada, and he didn't use the middle of the field. And that's why we're bringing you in, because we're bringing you in to do things differently. You've got to use Deontay on, on crossing routes for you, – you look, the running game with this one-two punch is working fine. The O-line has to play better and give a young quarterback way, way, way more time. I mean, I, high school guys could complete passes if they have a lot of time. But this, it's target practice out there in the Cleveland game. You have to admit that when you're uh, evaluating tickets. I mean, he was running for his life there. I'm not saying he's playing great. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But yeah, that was literally target practice. Yeah, well, I, I just can't meet your level of optimism. I can't. I can't. This is a football team that has not showed me quarter to quarter, half to half, week to week at all, any sort of continuity or something to build off. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't. But I'm having a hard time just taking Vegas odds and making that applicable to a win and saying, well, because they're favored. Because Cincinnati's not great and they don't have a quarterback. Because Arizona's Arizona. Because New England is going through a lot. Because Indianapolis is Indianapolis. Then Cincinnati, Seattle, Baltimore at the end. Because of who those teams are and the Pittsburghs. And and I don't necessarily think the Steelers are going to be favored at Baltimore to end the year, by the way. Um, They're just not going to be. But that said, I can't apply that logic and say, well, things are looking up for the Steelers. This is an organization that seems to be a lot closer to being in shambles than having it all together. Kevin's in Hopewell. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Colin. Hey, How you doing? Kevin. I'm doing good. Okay. Um, not to get off the Canada thing, but what about um, you're about to, because that's what people when people set it up, they say, well, not to change topics, but 
So go well, ahead. Anyhow, um, when on the Monday show with Cook and Joe, they Paul Zeiss, I guess, walks out of the his wherever he's at. I don't know. You guys get donuts and bagels sent to you, and people leave the box lids open. I don't. So I don't eat you, any of that stuff. Like and nothing that's in the office do I eat like that. But continue. Well, okay. Anyhow, so Paul mm-hmm. goes by and and shuts all the lids. So them guys. Pomp and cook, cookie go out and and open them back up again, so that he gets that he comes back out again and, and right. is really disturbed, okay. and he, he shuts them. So I guess on his AM show with the girl he's with, I, I don't know her name. Anyhow, she he's telling his story. He's he's really upset about. Uh huh. Everybody leaving the the lids open. It's just funny. I don't know. Just thought. I yeah. Would- so he was on a hundred point one FM KDKA, and he was talking about. See, I would side with Paul that any food that is going to be consumed, any chance you have to cover it, Kevin, you cover it, right? Right. I I get what 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 Zeiss is doing, but then, you know, the cook and Joe dudes and Pomp or open him back up again, and he's, like, going nuts. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. That's all. It also lends to my choice. With all these people putting all their fingers all over this food, I just don't eat stuff that comes in. I actually I have really clear-cut guidelines. I have to have seen it come in, okay? I have to like you if you're a person who made it, and I have to judge you and deem you as having a clean home. If those three things are met, I have to have seen you carry it in. Like it couldn't be sitting on a rail for like six hours. I have to like you as a person. Because I don't want to give you the impression I'm just eating your food if I don't like you. And then I have to deem your house, where you prepared it, as being clean. If all three of those things are met, then I, w- I might eat food that's brought into the office. And the only thing that's really passed the test at this point, Paul Rasmussen's banana bread. I see him bring it in. I really like Paul Rasmussen, and I know he's a clean freak. If those three criteria aren't met, you got no chance. Like, you could have the cleanest house, and I could see you bring in food that you made, and it's the most beautiful apple pie ever. I don't like you as a person. I ain't eating it. And I don't want to give you the impression we're pals because you brought in food. Or I could really like you and I see you bring in that food. But I've seen Facebook pictures and in the background, your house looks a little ratty. It's not all cleaned up. You got laundry thrown all over the place. I ain't eating it. I'm just, I'm not eating it. it. Do I drive a hard bargain? Yes. But I care about what I put in my body. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out the red tag bonus sale going on right now through December 4th and visit sunchevy.com. Tonight, cloudy with showers, low of 44. Tuesday's rain going to continue throughout parts of the Wednesday morning, high of 48, low of 37. Jeff Hathorne joins next.